Uh, if you could just take out this uh, slip. It has uh, the passage uh, from Matthew 1. It's in your service pack. This is the passage that um, Uncle Brian read for us a little bit earlier. We're going to spend some time just uh, looking at this together, trying to understand these words, trying to understand what God is saying to us through his word. We'll do that in just a moment. Before we get there, I would like you to think back to your last birthday party. Hopefully it's a good one. If not, go back to the last good one. Okay? Go back to your last birthday party. You remember it? You've got it in your mind? Happy days. Good times, yes? I hope so. Now, if it was a really big party, maybe there were tens, dozens, maybe even as many as a hundred people there to sing happy birthday to you. I guess on a morning like this, it's worth us remembering that as important as your birthday is, someday after you are gone, people are going to stop celebrating it. Be kind of weird if they carried on. Someday there will be no more parties in your name. That's just true of all of us. It's just a fact of life. Now think about this birthday party we call Christmas. Not tens, not dozens, not hundreds. Millions of people celebrate it every single year. And people have been celebrating it every year for the last 2,000 years. And as long as there are human beings on the planet, that's likely to continue. Rejoicing. Singing. Millions of people. Celebrating. Not just one song. We are going to sing ten this morning. Every year there's a huge celebration. For who? What is his name? Now the kids in the room could tell me. I'm sure they could tell me. If they're brave, they might even shout it out. But did you notice, maybe you did notice if you were really paying attention on this, on this leaflet, did you notice that in our story, he's given three names? There are three names in our story. Did you see that? Now normally that's not helpful. Okay, I have three first names, and it's just confusing. It takes me a long time to fill out forms. Uh, you also have to consider that normally you only get given lots of names when people can't decide. Okay, so everybody gets to chip in. Your name is a kind of a compromise, a negotiated settlement. They say that a horse designed by a committee is a camel. And when people can't decide what to call you, they form a committee... Your name is a camel. My name is a camel. So lots of names, normally not that helpful. But in this case, in this case, it's different. In this case, the three names, all three of them, each tell us something really important about this person. So let's have a look. Won't you have a look with me on there? Look at verse 16. You can pick it up halfway through. Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called, here's name number one, the Messiah. Now, Lauren helped us out with this this morning. Messiah or Christ is just another name for king. This baby was called the king. And not just the king, the king king, right? He was special. He was special even among kings. 
This king was born in the line of David and Abraham. That's what made him special amongst the kings. At least that was one of the reasons. Now, why would that even matter? Why Why does that make him special? It matters because God made promises to and through Abraham and David. Promises to bless all of us. Promises to bless all of humanity by sending his special king to be in charge. So the name king, Messiah, Christ, means that God will be kind to us by being in charge of us, by ruling over us with a king who is kind and loving and just and merciful and gracious and patient and wise. Immediately there's a problem, isn't there? If we're honest, there's a problem. We don't like that idea. Even the idea of a king who is kind and loving and just and wise and merciful and gracious and patient, we're not all all that fond of that idea because we prefer to be in charge of ourselves. We don't actually want the rule of God interfering with my agenda. We don't want him interfering in our lives. We think we can do a better job. The Bible calls that whole attitude sin. Now let's face facts. No point in pretending nobody wants to talk about sin at a Christmas celebration. We don't want to talk about sin. We want to talk about parties. That's why I started there. We want to talk about gammon and Black Friday specials and take a lot and Christmas crackers and holidays. Nobody wants to talk about sin. So forgive me for being the Christmas Grinch. Here he is in all his glory. But the thing is, even if we don't want to talk about it, sin is a bit like the Grinch. Sin is always there, lurking in the shadows, on the fringes, doing everything possible to ruin Christmas. Sin is always a part of Christmas, even if we don't want to talk about it. Sin is the reason Christmas, no matter how wonderful your celebration is this year, Sin is the reason Christmas isn't going to be what it could be or what it should be. Sin is the reason that uncle, you know that uncle, it's the same uncle every year. Sin is the reason that uncle is going to have too much to drink at your Christmas celebration. He might get a little loud, a little rowdy, he might say some nasty things. Sin is the reason some people are going to put tons of effort into Christmas this year while others are going to do nothing but help themselves to extra gravy. And I don't have to tell you about the tension that creates in the kitchen, right? The muttering. Sin is the reason some people are actually going to go hungry this Christmas, while the rest of us are feasting. Kids, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about why it is you do not want to share your present with your brother or your sister? Now, that's true of all of us, right? Nobody wants to share their brand new present with their brother or sister. But why? Answer? Sin. Sin is what we're all going to face in January when the party's over. (laughs) And sin is the reason this king gets a second name. So look there with me. Verse 21. She will give birth to a son... And you are to give him the name, name number two, name number two, Jesus. 
because he will save his people from their sins. This baby is called Savior. That's what Jesus means. Because he will save his people from their sins. Now the adults in the room might say, listen, I get all that. That's nice as stories go. But I'm just an ordinary person. Okay? Why would this make a difference to me? Why would I need a king to tell me what to do or a savior to rescue me? I'm not a bad person. I'm just an ordinary person. few things for us to reflect on here. Firstly, let's look at our society. We could do this with any society. It really doesn't matter. But it's our society. We know it. We understand it vaguely. Do you think it could benefit from some good leadership? Would you go as far as to say that it might even at some levels need saving? And if it does, do you really think that you are not part of the problem? You know, other people are the problem. Other people are the reason our society needs saving. Not me. Is that really true? Secondly, now that may be your assessment of yourself, and of course everyone's entitled to their own self-assessment. You may genuinely believe that. But I wonder, what would your spouse say? What about your close friends? What would they say? Your colleagues? Your employees? Your psychologist? Your siblings? What would their assessment be? Thirdly, and this is the most important question for all of us, this is the question that trumps all questions, what would God say? God who can look into your soul and see you as you truly are, not what you present to others, but as you truly are, and who can see all of you, every dark corner, what would he say? Would he think that you need saving? Or is he thinking, no, no, hang on, guys, not this one. He's got it. He's got this. One of the reasons we celebrate is that this baby was born to save his people from their sin. Now, how does he do that? Very briefly, he does it by living the life we were supposed to live, the life of perfect, loving obedience to his father. And then going on to die the death that should be ours. The death reserved for sin. In our place. He lives and dies in our place on our behalf. This baby was born to die. To save us from our sin. This baby is a king. He's a savior. Another way of saying that comes to us in his third name. Look there with me. Verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him name number three. Emmanuel. Which means God with us. Now what does it mean to say God is with us? God is with us. What does it mean to say that? 
where the boys in the room? Are we, are we left with any boys in the room? Guys, go with me on this journey. Sisters, you can go with them. Parents, we all welcome. Guys, I want you to imagine you are in the under-12C soccer team. Now, I know that's hard because you're all in the A team, but just go with me. You're in the under-12C soccer team. You arrive at a normal practice Thursday afternoon, 3.30. Coach says to you, guys, I need to introduce you to someone. This is Mr. Guardiola. Now, Mr. Guardiola, he used to coach a team called Manchester City. You may have heard of them. But he heard about our game against Kiro next week. He heard that we've been struggling to hold on to the ball. So he's decided to come and help. And guys, I told Mr. Guardiola about Tato's injury. And so he's actually also going to fill in. He's going to fill in for us at left back. Now, I know we're going to miss Tato. I know we're going to miss him. But Mr. Guardiola has played a bit. He played for a club called Barcelona. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Pep Guardiola coming from Manchester City as player coach for our under-12 C team? Can you imagine it? Can I say that is actually nothing like God coming to be with us? Do you know why? God has so much further to travel. The distance he has to travel is infinite. It's endless. And yet he comes to be with us. Now, why would he do that? Why does he do it? He does it because he loves us. And he does it because he knows we need to be saved from our sins. And he does it because he knows we need someone good and kind and loving and powerful and just and wise and patient and servant-hearted to rule over us because we make such a mess of being in charge ourselves. We make such a mess of it. That's who this baby is. That's what he came to do. That is why we are celebrating. We're not just celebrating because it's on the calendar or because there's a discounted spa. We are celebrating because of Jesus. One last question for us. If that's what makes us celebrate... What makes God celebrate? Do you know that God throws parties in heaven? Can you imagine a heavenly party? Can you imagine it? Well, what makes God throw a party? The Bible actually tells us. It actually tells us. God celebrates. There is a massive party in heaven. Every time someone accepts this baby for who he is. Every single time. Every time someone receives Jesus as King and Savior and God with us. That could be you today. Whoever you are, young, old, it doesn't matter. Whatever you've done, it doesn't matter. It could be you. It can be you. And why shouldn't it be? Why shouldn't it be? You need saving. You know you do. You need a good king. We all do. You need God with you. God in your life. It's the thing your soul has been longing for all this time. Today can be the day. And if it is, 
there will be a party in heaven. This will pale in comparison, as glorious as this has been, this will pale in comparison compared to the heavenly celebration in heaven, in the heavens above, with all the heavenly hosts, if you come home today. This day, your true birthday, will be remembered for all of eternity. If that's what you want, why don't you pray with me now? Prayers on the screen behind me. You just pray quietly in your own heart. They're the words just so that you know what it is you're going to be praying. I'll lead us. You just pray quietly in your own heart. King Jesus, Savior, I want you to be in my life. I want you to be my King. To be my Savior. I want to know God. I want God with me. Please rescue me. Please save me. Please accept me. Thank you for coming into this world for people like me. Thank you for your love. Help me to understand and to love you in return. Amen.